Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to celebrityqb.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. All I can say is, wow. I, I mean, honestly, we just had the NFL game of the year between the Seahawks and Texans. I mean, I, I'm still amped up from that game. I, I, that was an incredible performance on both sides. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson pulling it out at the very end, but Deshaun Watson literally taking it to the Legion of Boom. Uh, I mean, whew, that that game basically got a, has cemented Sean Watson as a star in the making and also a fantasy quarterback to have rostered uh, throughout. I mean, just in terms of the game itself, I mean, uh, Watson, whew, I... I mean, the, the, even with the picks, still going out there and taking it to Seattle in a way, I mean, I still haven't seen a quarterback take it to Seattle the way Watson did. I mean, the the touchdown passes, I mean, Will Fuller, I, I'm, I'm calling him 7-11 now because uh, the, that, that's what he is. He's got seven touchdown catches on 11 receptions. I, I mean, <laughs> Just the big play potential out of the Houston Texans, which far beyond anything they could have imagined. I mean, no one saw this coming. No one. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, 35 points. Deshaun Watson, uh, almost uh, uh, 33 points uh, from the QB position. Ton of yards. I I mean, you had over 600 yards of offense. uh, by the third quarter, I mean, actually, no, it was over 600 yards of offense by the half. Uh, but literally, both QBs throwing for over 400 yards, you know, just incredible performance. And, you know, uh, not for nothing, I mean, you know, that that's one of those games where you look at it and you, you have to kind of shake your head. Uh, but, you know, 
that again, it, it's going to be one of the games of the year, uh, and uh, and I I think it's probably going to be end up being the game of the year. I, I I can't see it not ended up being the game of the year uh, when all is said and done. It, it's hard. It's going to be hard to kind of top that one. But uh, yeah, so we got Sunday night coming up with the Steelers and Lions. Uh, you know, I'll I could get into some of the football stuff, but uh, I'll I'll save that for uh, uh, probably tomorrow uh, or Tuesday once uh, the rest of the NFL games uh, wrap up. So uh, it, you know, in that vein, I'm gonna just go into the World Series. Uh, last night, Alex Wood had a no hitter going through five innings and gives up a homer. And Dave Roberts pulls him, and I had a huge problem with that. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers ended up winning the game anyway, but, you know, from the context of how that game ended up transpiring, uh, you know, that was a mistake in my opinion. And, you know, the Dodgers could have paid for it. They they got away with it, but uh, they were very lucky to actually get away with a win last night. That, that game could have easily swung uh, in a bad way, once uh, Wood got pulled because he was cruising. I mean, yeah, is it a is it a solid home run? Yeah, it was a good it was a good swing. I mean, on a curveball. I I I don't have any problems with uh, what Wood was throwing up there. They were saying he was effectively wild because he hadn't thrown that many balls. But you know, when a guy's in a position where he's kind of getting in and out of strike zone, you don't mess with that momentum. I mean. <laughs> Smoltz almost looked like he was going to have like a, a spit take when uh, Roberts came out for the hook. It, it's just nuts. But I, I guarantee you, you know, I, I'm saying it now. It, Kershaw is going to uh, poop. Uh, well, I, I can't say the word I want to say, but he's going he, he's going to he's going to blow his load uh, on this game. He's going to poop the bed. Uh, you know, there's no way I see Kershaw putting up a quality start against the Astros. I, you know, I've said it before, you know, people say I'm a Kershaw hater, but I, I will continue to keep saying it until Clayton Kershaw puts up quality performances in the playoffs back to back. And I don't even count game one that, that, that he got bailed out on a couple of at bats there. I think he gets lit up tonight, regardless of what the Dodgers do offensively. I, I really have no confidence in Clinton Kershaw. So that's why last night's win was so important for the Dodgers, because I don't think Kershaw has it in him. Maybe he proves me wrong, but you know, for for life of me, I will always say that you have to go with uh, Madison Bumgarner. They, there, there's no no doubt in my mind. It, you know, you, you can cite all the analytics you want, regular season stats, and the postseason. I don't care. And I'll take him in the regular season, too. But especially in the postseason, I'm taking Madison Bumgarner. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Regardless of, uh, you know, stuff and... Come on. It, it's not even not even a debate. And there are many other pitches I would take ahead of Kershaw. Uh, to me, Kershaw reminds me so much of Greg Maddox's struggles in the postseason just because they... They cannot get out of their own way. And, you know, first sign of trouble, he's going to roll over. I, I, I can see this happening. I can see this happening. This Houston lineup is too good to get uh, nullified by Kershaw 
uh, when they're at home. I, I, I do not see that happening. I think the Astros figure out a way of winning this game. Uh, and I, I think this series uh, uh, ends up uh, being, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, essentially what, uh, you know, the Dodgers are, tr- uh, are uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the Dodgers have to say to themselves, this is our chance to win the series, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think this uh, this game ends up being a situation where, you know, Dodgers are going to have to win two games uh, to win the World Series. I, I, I just I just don't, uh, I don't see it happening. So that's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the Astros take this game. I think the Dodgers were fortunate to win last night. I think the Dod- uh, the Dodgers lose tonight's game, even though it's their supposed ace on the mound. But like I said, I don't think uh, you're going to get nearly uh, the type of performance that you should be getting out of a number one pitcher with Kershaw tonight. I don't see it happening. You know, it, I, I I was a little shaky on Wood uh, tonight as well, but uh, you know, I, I I just look at it and say I'm I'm definitely. Uh, down on Kershaw tonight. So uh, that's what I got. Uh, in terms of uh, football game tonight, I think the Steelers run roughshod over the Lions. The Lions don't have anything that impresses me, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, the word I always use to kind of describe the this Lions team under Jim Cald- uh, Caldwell is yonstipating. I mean... Everything seems such a chore for them. They don't run the ball well. They telegraph their uh, screen plays. I mean, Amir Abdullah doesn't barely looks at the ball, even though he's supposed to be a lead back. You know, Theo Riddick is reduced to just being a pass catcher and occasional uh, run blocker uh, for uh, for for blitz uh, for blitz pickup. Uh, you know, Dwayne Washington is. Uh, the goal line back, even though he's smaller than Abdullah, uh, I, you know, I don't get this team at all. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on Marvin Jones because Marvin Jones hasn't really been a productive wide receiver since the first six weeks of last year uh, when he joined the Lions, and ever since then he's been a well below average wide receiver, which was not the case in Cincinnati. I don't know where the consistency has been with Marvin Jones, but it's definitely not there. And Golden Tate is a perfectly average. Number one wide receiver, but there's nothing discernibly uh, about uh, Golden Tate other than he's a very good run blocker, very physical. He reminds me of Heinz Ward, but you know, again, if you're telling me he's your number one wide receiver, you know, like just predictably average. There's nothing that you're gonna be seeing out of him that's gonna stretch the imagination. And then Eric Ebron's just a waste of space, so I'm not even going to talk about him. Uh, and on the Steelers' side, yeah, the Steelers have been so up and down between Big Ben, the melodrama of, you know, does he feel old, does he not feel old, uh, the Martavis Bryant situation where he wants to get his and doesn't give a rat's ass about the team, even though he screwed the team over by popping positive for drugs two years in a row. You know, like a moron. I, I just... I, I don't know what to make of the Steelers sometimes because they, just something seems off about the team and I can't put my finger on it. I think they 
have a breakout game tonight. But there's something off with this Steelers team. And if the Lions somehow hang around, it's going to be because of the Steelers' ineptitude. I, I just don't see how the Steelers don't have a successful matchup against uh, against the Lions. I, I, everything points in the Steelers' direction here. So, to me, this is a classic uh, matchup where, you know, one side is well outside of their depth, even though they're at home. I, I still look at this as a Steelers win, uh, you know, and I think they win comfortably. I think they cover uh, the two and a half, you know. I just don't see where the Lions get the offense uh, to win this game. I, I think the Steelers uh, are putting up uh, 27 to 30 points, and the Lions are lucky if they get to 21. Uh, you know, that's really, that's really all I see out of it. So, uh, that's what I got for tonight. Uh, I got a little fun session coming up with my dad where I questioned him on some of the dumbest comments uh, that came up during the week. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be giving him a call in a little bit. But yeah, it, it's there were so many dumb comments being made this week <laughs> uh, in the NBA, the NFL, college football. I mean, th- there's... There's a lot of stupidity to go around, so I'm uh, going to have a little fun with that with my dad, and hope you enjoy it too. So, uh, here we go. And, uh, you know, uh, after that, I I think we're probably going to be well into the game, so that'll probably be the end of the show. But, uh, anyway, uh, I'll uh, see how this goes. Okay, so couldn't get my dad uh, uh, on my on the phone right now, so... I'll just go into some of the stories that uh, came up. So one of them, <laughs> I mean, this goes right down with the George O'Leary uh, nonsense. Uh, you know, I, I don't understand how this could have happened. But anyway, uh, Jim McElwain, the coach of the Florida Gators, and probably soon to be former coach of the Florida Gators, made an accusation that <laughs> he, and, it, and I, I, I'm laughing, but it's not a joking matter, but it's just so incredulous that someone would actually go into this. Uh, you know, it's it's insane. But anyway, the story was that uh, Jim McElwain claimed in a press conference that he and his family had received death threats from fans. And, you know, it's... Okay, let's let's back uh, uh, let's uh, backtrack on this one. So uh, it it is uh, it, it it's re- truly ridiculous. But you know the story behind this is that uh, you know Kevin Sumlin at Texas A and M. He and his family actually received death threats. And racial epithets as well. So for a white coach who's under underachieving to try to garner sympathy by stating how badly fans have treated him by making up false accusations of being threatened with death threats when you have a minority head coach in your own conference going through that actual... 
experience is despicable. Plus, it's also falsification of records. There's there's no way he's gonna survive this. It, it's it's insane. But you know, it, 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 you know, Florida's not doing well. They don't have a QB, and I mean, this is a complete and utter mess. He's gonna get fired. There's no question about that. So that was one story. The other melodrama is the story of the rise and fall of Martavis Bryant of the Steelers, who is continuing uh, continuing to rip on his uh, team by saying that he owes uh, they owe him a trade out of uh, Pittsburgh, at, which I find utterly hysterical because you know. A, you were suspended multiple years for using smoking weed, and B, they don't have to trade you. They own your rights, so it doesn't matter. It's like you can complain about your role on the team, but you gotta accept your role because guess what? It's a team sport. Unless you want to go to Cleveland and disappear into into the absolute wilderness. So, and uh, you know, uh, I I just don't understand how. It, clueless some of these players can be but that is a story in of itself so uh i am gonna try my dad one more time and see if we can get this uh, uh interview going uh just uh on the news of the week and uh we'll take it from there and uh we'll wrap up the show uh right after so uh take it easy guys uh so for the nba cali uh uh in the NBA, Eric Bledsoe plays for the Suns. He, the team's terrible. He doesn't want to be there, so he tweet. Uh, he he makes it. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who said, "I don't want to be here." And then when he was asked to clarify, uh, he said he was at the hairdresser with his girlfriend. Well, in a week of really dumb things, it's going to get worse. I think it actually got worse than this. So that was one comment. The other comment was from the Steelers wide receiver, Martavis Bryant, whose comment was uh, about when someone was saying that like uh, uh, his role on the team was diminished because of uh, the, the young rookie, Juju Smith-Schuster. He said, Juju ain't worth, uh, ain't worth diddly. And then he had to come back and retract it and saying that he he want he he wishes all the best for Juju that he's the future, but that he wants his right now, period, and he just wants to move on. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 you know, I'm watching him tonight there on the sideline, and you know, and he looks he looks like you know without not taking his toes. I mean, that guy's one of the stupidest questions I ever, I ever know. He, he, he needs to get his now, Kelly. Yeah, 
I gotta get mines. Oh, they're gonna. Oh, the, 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 the yeah, the, they're throwing the flag on that. Uh, so anyway, um, then you had the the Bob McNair comments about the uh, the inmates running the prison. Yeah, that's too idiot. But but then on top of that, he's the one who had the private meeting with his own players and somehow made it worse that his own players wanted to walk out of the team facility. Yeah, so you got that idiot, and then our final contestant, I mean, and this is a group of winners right here, but our final contestant I think might be the number one, Jim McElwain, the coach of the Florida Gators, for now, on Monday claimed that he and his family were receiving death threats. Now, mind, mind you, mind you, Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M has received actual death threats. So there's already the context that their coach is receiving death threats. So when someone was coming in to investigate the actual allegation of a death threat, he couldn't actually produce any evidence that a death threat actually occurred. They, they got killed by Georgia. Georgia. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I think he, he, he knows he's going to get fired. So maybe he set that up so you can say, you know what, uh, in the best interest of my family, I'm stepping down. You know, because he's another one. I was going to call you yesterday and say, I, I tell you, you know, who I see is, is, is going to get fired for his football, the guy at Tennessee. Uh, I mean, the guy at Tennessee is gone, too. Well, uh, is the other one that's gone. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he may be the only person who gets uh, uh, fired before uh, uh, Butch Jones because you can't fabricate a story. That's a crime. That's a falsification of a That's an actual crime. <laughs> And you're a representative of a university. That now the university can fire you for cause because you lied and you falsified a report. That idiot may have cost himself millions of dollars. So, so between all those idiots to, uh, this week, Callie, uh, who are you who are you gonna give the the, the biggest goat to?
you tell you the candidate that man will be always, they always show you, oh, you know, I'm not that dumb. I'm actually dumber than you do. He just wants to get his, Callie. You're not seeing the bigger picture. <laughs> the problem he has is that Mike Tomlin is not a regular, those regular coaches that run scared. Wait, did that go Mike through? Tomlin, oh, wow, the field goal actually went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mike, Mike Tomlin has the back in a, a, a receivers. And, you know, if you want to act like a child, you treat you like a child. That, that's what, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, like, like Chris Carter always say, all receivers are pretty much honest. And they always want the ball. Because, like, you've got to know where, where to draw the line. You know. So, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you're the guy that got banned for two years. Two years running, you got banned. He just wants his, his Callie. That, that, that's all. If he can get his, th then he'll be okay. Callie, remember, we got to stick to sports. got to stick to sports. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll give you a buzz back. Yep, yeah. The, thanks, Callie. We'll, we'll catch up. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, so that wraps up the show for the most part. Uh, you know, actually didn't get into the Rangers, uh, who lost again last night and again. Got off to a slow start again. Pavlik gave up a bunch of goals again. So I'll I'll talk about hockey another time. I, I, I just don't feel like wasting time on the uh, Rangers. I also didn't get really into uh, enough on uh, the Joe Girardi situation with the Yankees. Uh, you know, I, I talked about it briefly on a couple other earlier editions of the podcast. Uh back uh, during the Indian series, but, uh, you know, uh, I think a little bit more needs to be said there. So, uh, more to come next week, and uh, hopefully your fancy teams have uh, panned out uh, so far, and, you know, if not, there's always next week uh, if you have uh, daily fantasy. You know, if you're in season long, you're probably coming close to crunch time in your leagues and maybe a raid them, but... You know, say la vie. Anyway, take it easy, guys, and uh, have a good evening.
It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll (laughs) I'll take Giselle, okay? Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.